What is it that I'm going to warn the people against? Uh, a man-beast uh, legend whose very existence is uh, hotly disputed. Disputed by whom? Well, by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, for one. I wouldn't know this, but I talked to Washington this morning. And they said that they don't have one piece of evidence, nothing they've seen or heard that would stand up under scientific scrutiny, unquote. Now, is that what you want me to warn the people against? You honestly expect them to believe it? Uh, an unseasonal bear is one thing, but a legend is, uh, well, just that, a legend. Bigfoot has been sighted in the Northwest for the last 150 years. There are verified recordings of attacks. I had a man on my television show just recently who swear they threw a rocket one and it ran away. But I don't think what we've seen is Bigfoot. I don't think it's as simple as that. I agree. There's been enough happenings around here. All it takes is one person who doesn't believe it was a bear, and you'll have a stampede on your hands. That's just the point. I don't want these hills full of people shooting at each other. Now, you don't believe it was that bear, do you? No, it was not a bear. What do you think it was? I don't know. A mutant of some kind. Something left over from the last ice age. I don't know. Whatever it is, it's still out there. And it's a killer. Welcome to Definitely First Blood. My name is Mitch. And I'm Christopher, and we are a horror movie podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, the campy, the weird, the obscure, the kooky horror movies from the 70s, 80s, the 90s, from shot on video slashers to erotic thrillers and killer crocodiles, and also sometimes today we talk about current ones. Very rarely. Today! In the 2000s. We're going to be dipping into the 2000s. And the 90s. Soon, I think, yeah. I said the 90s. Oh. Hi, we're back. Hi. Took a couple unexpected weeks off. Yeah, sorry. We just had, I had uh, some family thing. A sick dog. Yeah, just uh, wasn't in the podcasting spirit. No. But Halloween was good. Halloween was great. We had a whole Um, Halloween month. We did. And just like the the holiday in general went well yes we it haven't did. had a podcast since that's very true i still haven't put up the poster for halloween for oh no i know well i don't i don't really like it so i uh you know hey it happens procrast but i mean we're deep into november now so yeah. we've already started our, our our christmas uh trudge we're closer to december 1st than november yeah 1st. we've watched a few uh of those hallmark christmas movies yeah uh, christmas jar Okay, yes. That was, I think, what year was that one? 2016? I don't remember. I know the one. Or 2019? Yesterday was definitely from 2016, okay, which was Sugar Cookies. The other one was 2019. Christmas Cookies? It was, wasn't it Christmas Cookie Christmas or something, something like, like that? <laughs> yeah. Where the town was called Cookie, Cookie Jar. jar. Uh, uh, highly recommend both of those for what they were. Existential terrors. Yeah. Uh, cook, uh, the Christmas cookie one was sort of like Midsommar. Oh, yeah. There, so many of them are like yeah. that. Yeah. And like then bananas. The, the Christmas cookie jar one was, 
I don't even depressing know. as hell yeah. for the most part. And also weird because it was like a different kind of Hallmark Christmas movie. Definitely. It was less about the romance and more about uh It's about family. family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finding the true meaning hey, of the holiday. And don't get me wrong, there's definitely romance. There's smooching. There is smooching. Uh, there's reconnecting. Smooching with someone who we thought was going to be like her revealed brother. to be her brother the whole time. <laughs> I mean, there's no way they could have done that in a no, Hallmark no, no, movie, no. but it was as soon as they started like exchanging eyes, I was like, okay, there is absolutely yeah. zero chance that we're going there. It's so just a coincidence she, that his sister looks exactly, exactly like, like her. her. Yeah. And that they've just, uh, you know, they're taking her into their home mm -hmm. so easily, even though she's lying to them through her teeth the whole time. The whole Why? time for no reason. Literally no reason. Yeah. It would have made no difference. Except they didn't want anyone to know that they were the ones or who originated the Christmas jars. Spoiler alert. Why? Because I still don't because then it takes away from like the 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 mis the, the magic the magic of like oh who gave us this money who knew that we were struggling and then it's sort oh, of like oh I do have some mysterious person looking out for me because it's it, it was also like a a pay it forward sort of uh, tilt as well yes, right yeah. where once you receive Christmas jar you are expected to to therefore give Christmas jar at yeah. one point or you feel good doing it yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Infecting the whole town with a Christmas jar. Hell, give me a Christmas jar, baby. $800 in loose change? Yeah. Thank you. You would love that. You could sort all of the change. I could spend all of the money. Yeah. Or save it. I know. Anything. I don't know. I thought you would be more into like the sorting. Oh, of the, definitely. It would be fun. The what, what is it called? Wrapping them? Yeah. When you get them ready? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, rolling I used to them. do that all the time. Rolling—that's the word I was. I used to do it about once a year because my dad would have like a jar that he would just throw all his change into, nice. mainly pennies. And then um, our wonderful government has basically uh, transitioned us to an essentially cashless society. So I like it. We don't need cash. We have all of those. We have our own change bowl. I think they're mostly pennies, yeah. right? At We've, this point, which no longer exist really no. so make it make a good weapon yeah that's true fill sock with them yeah just throw them in the face of an intruder you know take like, that school shooter no i stick with my pocket peppers yeah that really would be three ninjas style mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's good i'm looking forward to like delving into more of these christmas movies as 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 the season progresses yeah me too i hope they're all as good as these two because i have not disliked watching them both i feel like were there any from last year that we actively disliked i can't i feel like there was one but i can't really remember what it was about i feel like the one that we didn't dislike was just so it had some it was either like this is super traditional like i don't like the messaging in this yeah. or it was just something that was like really bad like like preposterous i, I feel like it was one of those plots where it was like oh well you're going to get the promotion but i don't know if i want the promotion uh, and i've been lying to my family every year saying i'm gonna be out of town on christmas mm -hmm. on business when really i'm just taking a vacation or something i sit at home and i put my head in a big bucket of ice and now that my mother who's responsible for this neighborhood big christmas party mm -hmm. Uh, is no longer able to due to injury and i have to take over i have to learn the meaning of community and christmas and yuck. family yuck and also that i don't want this stupid job 
I do want this hunky boy. <laughs> not too hunky. He's 35-ish, and yeah. he wears well, flannels. Well, they all are. Yeah. So, uh, should we talk about our movie today? We I are actually guess. currently, well, not anymore, looking outside, but mm-hmm. there was big snow. And sorry if you can hear our dog yeah, honking in the background. Ear. Yeah, she's, uh, she's snorting so and snoring. Um, but the snow seems to have stopped. But that was sort of the uh, the idea behind doing this one today. This is one that you actually picked. Oh, really? Yeah, you wanted to do it in the summer. And I was like, ooh, let's wait and save it till the winter. Wow, I sure know how to pick them. There's another one with the exact same name from uh-huh. like 2011 that I think we'll consider doing. I don't want to say for sure that we're going to do it because I do say that sometimes and then I'm like, it just gets lost in the shuffle. Is it a spiritual successor, do you think? I don't know. I haven't really looked into it beyond the fact that it has the same name. That's that fine. one, I believe, has a space between Snow and Beast, whereas okay. this is like Snow Beast. Snow Beast. Yeah, so it is directed by Herb Wallerstein, mm-hmm. who directed episodes of pretty much every major show at this sort of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Dream of Genie, Star Trek, Mission Impossible, The Brady Bunch, Gunsmoke, The Partridge Family, Happy Days, Wonder Woman, The Six Million Dollar Man. Um, and then he was murdered in 1985 when his housekeeper bludgeoned him to death when he returned from the store and got into a struggle with her. Uh, so what? her name was Myra Lopez. Holy shit. Yeah. And it was after assaulting her several times throughout the night, throwing ice cream in her face and pummeling her repeatedly, resulting in a black eye. And after being knocked to the kitchen floor, mm-hmm. she hit him in the head with a baseball bat. Awesome. And then she and her boyfriend drove his car two blocks away and set it on fire. Uh, initially, she was charged with murder, mm-hmm. which was reduced to manslaughter mm-hmm. and arson. And then after two and a half days of deliberation, the jury found her not guilty of voluntary and involuntary manslaughter and arson, which is awesome into that story. Holy shit. I know. Miss Lopez, Great. if you're listening, <laughs> solidarity. Written by Joseph Stefano. Uh, he was an iconic genre writer because he wrote Psycho. Oh. Uh, and The Black Orchid, The Unknown, I Have the Cat. It stars uh, Bo Svensson as Gar Seberg. He's in lots of things uh, like The Walking Tall movies, uh, The OG and Glorious Bastards, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. White people love to be named Gar Seberg. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> uh, Deadly Impact, Curse 2, Speed 2, Kill Bill 2. Uh, Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards, and then uh, I didn't recognize him from any of that. I guess he's uh, he's, old a, shit he's a now. reverend in Kill Bill Two. Oh, okay, that makes sense. We had Yvette Mimieu as Ellen. She was mm-hmm. in The Time Machine, Devil Dog, Hound of Hell, uh, The Black Hole. We had Robert Logan as Tony from Seventy Seven Sunset Strip, Daniel Boone. Uh, and then we have Clint Walker as mm-hmm. Sheriff Paraday. He's from The Dirty Dozen. We saw him in Killdozer, uh, Deadly Harvest, and he's like the voice of Mr. Nitro in Small Soldiers. Whoa. Okay, that's crazy. Uh, Sylvia Sidney is mm-hmm. as uh, Carrie, the mom, yes. the grandma. I, who, yeah, I actually recognized her yeah, for once. Juno from Beetlejuice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's also in The Omen Two, and she's a grandma in Mars Attacks. Mm. Uh, then we had Thomas Babson as Buster, who's really only at the beginning. He was Tom on Cheers. Uh, Jackie Botts as Betty Joe. 
Kathy Christopher as Jennifer, uh, Jamie Jameson as John, and uh, interesting, another Beetlejuice connection, mm-hmm. Annie McEnroe, who is Heidi, the other girl at the okay, beginning yeah. who didn't mm-hmm. die. Uh, she's the real estate agent from Beetlejuice. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if she and Juno ever were like, hey, maybe. Like to, I mean, probably not. I don't think they had any scenes together. Yeah, so they might the not thing. have even known the other person was there. And it was like 20 years later. Maybe. I think it was like 10. Because this is 77. And I think Beetlejuice is what, 88, 89? Oh, I didn't realize it was from the 80s. I thought it was from the 90s. No. I have no concept of time. Right. I'm pretty sure it's like 88, 89. Eh, doesn't matter. It does not matter. If only there was a way for us to look it up. And there isn't. <laughs> uh, and that's all I have mm-hmm. in terms of like that sort of stuff. Sounds good. Yeah. So we start with uh, the skiers we were just talking about, Jennifer the and Heidi. Blowing tundra. Uh, Heidi is a little bit like apprehensive. Mm-hmm. She wants to go back because there's something funny. There's and, something. And Jennifer's funny. like, no, we we need to keep on skiing. Yeah, it's so bucolic. We're just skiing around, skiing, skiing. And uh, they find a giant footprint and hear a big noise. Uh-oh. So Heidi takes off, and Jennifer stays, and she gets crept up on and attacked. Well, she also tells Heidi, "Come on, it's just it's like it's a practical joke. It's just a novelty from a mail order catalog." Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. So Which, funny. I mean, there are people who do that. I remember reading about this, like professor who wore heavy leaden shoes uh to make giant like dinosaur emu footprints on the beach did i think we might have talked about this before but it doesn't matter i can't expect people to go and listen to every episode to hear single stories no uh i think we talked about it around easter because those big like the easter bunny footprints Mm -hmm. that you could get Mm -hmm. yeah i definitely had those yeah Yeah, only one time my parents did that but uh, yeah, so back at the ski lodge, Carrie, I forgot to, I only have her as Carrie. I didn't actually write down their like last name or anything. It's real. Real. It's the real lodge. Uh, so she comes over the PA system mm-hmm. to explain to us all of the activities that happen at this lodge. Mm-hmm. It's like a ski competition. It's it, a big snow queen festival. It's the 50th anniversary of their winter carnival. And everybody fucking loves it. Mm-hmm. It's packed. Pandemonium, basically. Hail 
Betty Jo arrives. Betty Jo is the Snow Queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's kind of a throwaway character. Yeah, I have a feeling like something got cut from this, even though it was exactly, what, 90 minutes long or something? Yeah, there is this similar character in um, Jaws 2. That's so true. They might have been ripping on that. That's true. Uh, the, because this is very much Snow Jaws. It is Snow Jaws, yes. Uh, there's a big banner that says, uh, it's going to be an orgy of fun and games. An orgy. Yeah. Meow. I guess. I mean, it's a snow lodge, so. <laughs> so Fucking on the bearskin road. Kid Buster? Is he a kid? I, anyway. thought, I thought he was one of the ski patrol ah, guys. So he shows up to talk to the manager, mm-hmm. who is Tony, who is Carrie's grandson. Yes. And um, she talks with Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe? Betty Joe. Betty Joe. About how queen. she was the first snow queen, though she was 16. And it was 50, 50 years, years ago. ago at the first snowball. I am so pleased you remembered, Betty Joe, even though your mother's too young to remember, that I was the very first queen of our very first winter carnival. But I was only 16. That was, uh... 50 years ago. And then there's a lot of like jumping around. Mm-hmm. I guess because it's a TV movie. Yes. But yeah. also it's jumping around the same settings a lot. Yeah. The amount of times they go back to that fucking barn. Just back and forth. Yeah. For no, no reason. Discernible. Really. Super important. <laughs> I, the barn is apparently centrally located. Yeah. But also far enough away that you can't see or hear anyone being murdered in it. Exactly. They talk to Heidi who insists that there's a monster mm-hmm. out there. They're all, uh, like, talking down to her, like, sure, you sure. stupid idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They say they can't find any, find any evidence mm-hmm. of Jennifer, and she refuses to go back and yep. show them, like, where it was. Because she's so legitimately terrified because a creature walked out of the woods and took her friends. And she wants to call Jennifer's parents, but they're, for Jaws reasons. Yes. He's like, no, maybe don't do that. We don't no. want to cause a panic. She's probably off in the woods. And the search party hits the slopes yep. to try and find her. They're sloping it up. obviously fruitless. Mm-hmm. But something is watching them. Oh, my God. Uh, but then Tony finds the bloody snowsuit, which as another thing throughout the movie, mm-hmm. like he finds like her whole snowsuit covered in blood. And then they sort of like make it. And as, it's all ripped up. Yeah. As though he found a discarded uh, mitten or something like later, you know, like, yeah, and he just leaves it there. He does, which I get. He justifies that later by saying he was leaving it as a marker sure sure but sure, i don't know sure, sure. a marker i'm never going back to uh and but he hears the snow beast yep. screaming and he sees it i think right um because he does mention that he saw it later something like that yeah yeah, yeah. We, i don't think we saw it though no 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 and this is certainly no gr- grumble definitely grumble. not a gr- bumble grumble yeah uh and because he definitely hears it and there's blood like we said all over the clothes yes yeah. And uh, so then we're back mm-hmm. at the the chalet. The, the chalet. Gar Seberg, mm-hmm. who is a former Olympian. Yeah, he arrives and he gives some autographs. He exchanges some some. Whoa, that's fine. He exchanges exchanges some barbs. Yeah, with his wife Ellen. Ellen. Wow, I don't. We're gonna I, do the rest of the podcast like that. I've only had an energy drink. I haven't even had any. Uh, alcoholic beverage i can't believe it this tongue tongue tie twister it's stuff. full of energy it is it's an energized 
tongue. Yeah. Anyway, he's like, it's nice to be wanted by someone. Yeah. And she's just like, you just wanted an excuse. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She gives him like a, a whole talking to about how mm-hmm. she he should leave the ski industry uh, while Tony is talking to yes. his grandmother about the beast. She's, of course, uh, Mayor and Jawsing because yep. it's their big festival or whatever. We don't want to scare everyone away. He tells her he wants to like tell the sheriff mm-hmm. and she's like, you don't know what you saw. This wasn't an animal. And it wasn't human either. Well, it certainly narrows it down. Did the other men see it? I don't think so. You didn't ask them? If they'd have seen it, they'd have told me. They thought Heidi was imagining things. They couldn't possibly think that of you. One word from you, it'd be all over town in a minute. Oh, it's a fine time to have a panic just before our winter carnival. I'm not hiding anything. I didn't tell the men because I wanted to get them out of the area as quick as I could. Not because you have a vested interest in the future of this resort. Grandma, I'm going to try to spell it out for you. Very simple. There's something very strange and very dangerous out there. And if I thought it would stay up there, fine. We could designate the area avalanche prone and just seal it off. Well, if it were going to come any nearer, wouldn't it have done so by now? What do you base that on? You don't know anything about it. I mean, you don't know how long it's been up there. When it got there, it could have got there last night. Just in time for the winter carnival. What are you being so facetious about? For heaven's sake, what do you want us to do? Report it to Sheriff Paraday immediately. Report what to Sheriff Paraday? Can you hear yourself describing what you saw, what you thought you saw? Tony, we need this carnival. It's what keeps the tourists coming here all year round. The whole town needs it. I know all that. Well, then, let's just hold our fire until the carnival is over. I agree with you. Let's designate the area restricted. Tell the maintenance crew to put up a slew of signs. And what do you tell Jennifer's parents? Tony, I... I'm not being insensitive. Just realistic. You know what I think? I think it was an avalanche. Bodies do disappear in avalanches, you know. Are you forgetting about Heidi? I'm, I'm not worried about Heidi. And I certainly don't have to worry about you, Tony. Do I? After all, you are my grandson. Like, no one knows. He found a bloody snowsuit. She's, she thinks it's like an avalanche. People disappear all the time in avalanches. You know, uh, the thing Heidi definitely claimed she saw yeah. and heard, and she's totally fine. What a way to spin it. Yep. Crazy. You have to spin it. So he comes out and he gives Gar a job immediately, mm-hmm. which is awesome for Gar and also Ellen, I guess, to some extent. Yeah. And one of the rescuers comes to him and says they have mm-hmm. a pretty good idea of where Jennifer might be. Yep. But Tony forbids him from looking and instead tells him uh, to go put up these like restricted area signs because that's what he talked about with his grandmother. Mm -hmm. They're just going to like cordon the area off. Uh, Why is it going to be restricted? But this guy just goes to break the rules because he's a good person. Yes. And thinks he perhaps can find this missing girl. I'm a ski patrol guy with the red cross symbol on my back. Yep. I can I can do it. It was actually a relatively long scene of him just skiing around. There are, I mean, for I took a lot of notes for this somehow. Uh, I think I did too. But, I, what, like 20 minutes of this is ski shots? 
at least. And snow, snow, snow machine shots. Yeah, they yeah. love that snowmobile. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much just skis around yep. until he falls <laughs> off of a hillside. Yeah, and he uh, goes on a big tumble. And he's like holding on for dear life. Yep. And he's like struggling to keep his hold. Mm-hmm. Ah, big monster hand comes and gets him. Grabs his head. And they head. do this effect in this where when someone dies, it like goes red. And like, ah, sort of like yeah. they do in um, Friday the 13th. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah. Because it's like, oh my God, who knows what's going to happen? So a bunch of guys mm-hmm. show up at this barn near the attacks, and the beast yeah, is watching unclear them. Unclear why they're... Well, no, they're putting up fencing? Maybe. They have a child with them, a yeah, human a little child. Boy. Yeah. And, and he runs into this barn, of and then course. he comes out super scared, and I think he pissed his pants, right? I did not notice that, but that's awesome. He was like the water drop. Like, his dad asked him what happened. Mm. And then, uh, so his dad goes in, and they find the dead body of Jennifer. Yes. So they, being good people and unaffiliated Mm -hmm. with this fucking ski lodge. Evil ski lodge. Tell the police. Mr. Sheriff, there's a dead dead lady in this water trough. But, you know, I always feel like this is so, like, unrealistic that this sort of shit happens. But I guess, like, the COVID scenario has really number one sort of been like yeah people do cover shit like this up oh all the time relatively all the time i mean you've worked for a major institution in which the similar cover-ups or not maybe not cover-ups but uh omission you know things have happened i mean there have definitely been things that have happened that where it's not like okay, well, we're not going. We're going to make sure that no more noise is made than has already been made. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not going to draw attention to this. We're not going to cause a panic. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So Tony and Ellen meet for lunch, mm-hmm. and we learn that they have a history, a yeah. romantic. Oh history. my god! And she's been fantasizing about Tony Oof. for the last year. It's strange to fantasize about a man you didn't marry. Or no, she says, you know what they say. When you're fantasizing about a man you didn't marry, it means... How unhappy you are. Yeah, something like that. And she's unhappy with Gar because he's stuck in the past. Mm-hmm. She thinks he's, like, basically frozen in 1968. When he won the medal. And I get... We learned this later, and I mm-hmm. guess I must not have been paying attention at this point. But he hasn't skied since winning. Yes, she says that because she's like, he got all... You know, the president called him. He was on the Wheaties box. And he just can't go back to being a regular person. Huh. Huh. Sad. However, she still loves him. Yeah. She is an up-and-coming TV reporter who lives in the here and now. Yeah, exactly. And and that's what television is. And she's lost respect for him. So she gets up to, like, leave. And Mm -hmm. then she and Tony share an embrace, which Gar sees. But he doesn't really care because he, like, comes in. And Mm -hmm. he pretty much, they just, like, shoot the shit. He's just like... Well, you know kissing what they say wife, about kissing eh? another uh-huh. man's wife, which is very interesting. But yeah, and then Gar's like, Carrie wants me to crown Betty Joe later, so I'll be doing that. Well, that's Whoopee. fun. Yeah, and then uh, Tony asks him, "Can you still use a rifle?" Okay, you can. I'll meet you later at the okay, swimming pool. So, do you think this means he was? Uh, what's the one where they shoot the decathlon? I think so. So he was in the decathlon at least, not just like a skier i hope so i mean i guess it would make sense because he does the the fast skiing across flat country which i think that they do in the decathlon rather than just go downhill uh, i have no idea right. i am not a snow have you okay have you ever gone skiing no no, no. interest in it okay i 
may have said this before on the podcast, but there's a big field trip in my grade school, like grade six, I think. Yeah. We'd all go to the ski resort and the night before the ski resort field trip, I dislocated both of my knees and it was the first time it had happened to me. And I was in so much agony that I wouldn't let my parents move me and I was going to fall asleep on the floor Ugh. with them still dislocated. Oh, and no. uh, when I started to fall asleep, they both went back in because I was finally relaxed. Yeah, that happened to a teacher I hated. Is She slipped on ice in the parking lot and broke her arm. Ugh. I didn't go on that trip because I didn't want to go skiing. Yeah, well, I'm kind of glad that I didn't because it probably would have fucked me up really badly if my knees were that bad before the trip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like you full Looney Tunesing. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know me. Like doing the splits over trees and crevasses and whatnot. And like sticking the skis directly like in the yeah. ground or something. Like Goofy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Great references. They're so good. They're crying again. <laughs> uh yeah so at the barn the sheriff arrives mm-hmm. uh they cart the kid off i love that we get a full shot of him picking the kid, child up like lumber and just carrying him back to the car and putting him in the back of the truck like in the be- in the bed of the truck yeah <laughs> tony and gar jump in the hot tub and they mm-hmm. talk about monsters why don't these two just kiss well they could do like a full three-way that's so true they could do like a Alan likes both an of them. green michael pitt sort of thing romantic I forget who the third guy was in that movie. The other guy. Yeah. Uh, and they're talking about like, oh, remember that rumor about that hiking party that saw a 12-foot hairy monster that dragged a girl off into the woods? <laughs> and Gar is like, oh, of course. Uh, Ellen did a uh, country uh, where she interviewed people, or a, a story where she interviewed people from all over the country about their experiences with Bigfoot. And she met a guy who had 150 photos of all the feet and everything. <laughs> I thought the acting was good in this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, there's lots of characterization from the actors that made me like buy into their relationships more. Yes. Like, these two guys seemed like actual friends. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So the cops show back up at the lodge, mm-hmm. just as Carrie and Ellen are heading out for some skiing. Yes. And they tell Carrie to give a message to Tony about the Fairchild Lodge or barn. Barn. Fairchild yeah. barn. Meet me in the Fairchild barn. And Ellen heads out there to see what's going on. She's just going spying. And she spots the big snow beast footprints in the snow. And for whatever reason, she's like, yeah, I'm going to follow these. It's because of her interest as a reporter. And the sheriff kind of spots her, right? Yeah, Yeah. and sees her. And he's like, hmm, hmm. Meanwhile, Gar and Tony have headed up into them dar hills. On a snow machine. And I see something as Ellen is following these footprints deeper and deeper into i think he saw ellen as well Ah. maybe yeah she just like keeps on trucking Mm -hmm. following these prints uh the two dudes get to the barn and tony's like maybe i'll recognize her when i see her face she doesn't doesn't have have one one. kind of wild that the sheriff is just letting the manager of a ski lodge look at this murder scene small town i guess yeah i mean i feel like we oh that terrible netflix documentary where they let the camera crew through the crime scene like immediately after it had happened yeah that was nuts Mm -hmm. different countries too so different countries yeah but um it was that sort of shenanigans exactly well a a ski lodge owner and a celebrity skier they've started bumping music upstairs so if you can hear that in the background 
it's not us. It is not us. We, it's you. We don't have uh, some sort of heart monitor pounding in the back. That would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. So Jennifer doesn't have a face. Sad. Really. Snarly. Uh, meanwhile, Ellen is still, she's taking her skis off and she's tracking the prince on foot. Uh, and then, oh yeah, um, what's his face? Tony tells the sheriff about the, the jacket too. Yeah, because how, how can you yeah. recognize her without a face? It's the, the jacket same matches. jacket. And the sheriff's like, why the fuck didn't you tell us about the jacket? And he's just like, uh. I left it there to market. Yeah, okay, Jesus. <laughs> uh, Ellen, meanwhile, she finds that uh, the cliff that the patrol guy fell off of. Yeah. And she's like, uh-oh. Her makeup was so bad here, it was almost a crime. Like, the white around her eyes was bananas. And I'm not just talking about banana powder. <laughs> Especially because she's, like, our age? And Maybe on a, year, TV. a couple years older than yeah. us currently. Yes. And the actress was as well. So it's just like... Maybe it was to make her look older, I guess. Or was it to make her cheeks look redder? Maybe her makeup got messed up by the, the visor. No, it was very intentional. <laughs> Maybe someone did a prank and they put a bunch of baby powder on the visor. Well, I think that was like a pretty common like makeup thing uh, back in the day was the sort of like light banana powder around the eyes okay. to make you look younger. And while she's doing this, uh, the beast is making elephant trumpet noises in the background and going crazy. Mm. Uh, the sheriff is like at the 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 farm. Uh, must have been a grizzly, right? Yeah. Up from hibernation in the middle of the winter. Gar's theory, though, is that it is the Bigfoot. Yes, because how else would it have dragged her all the way There's hundreds here? of them. There's hundreds of them. All over the country. And Ellen did a story about them for the news. Mm -hmm. So he suggests that the sheriff talk to her about it. And then the sheriff is just like, okay, well, let's just say that, tell everyone that it's, it's a, a crazy grizzly. It's fine, it's fine. And, and then, then we can the, look tomorrow. Yeah, the three of us can come hunt the thing and kill it. Very, very mm -hmm. Jaws again. Mm -hmm. Three. Yeah. A sheriff. Huh? Yeah. An expert at skiing fishing so ellen wipes out on her skis mm -hmm. just as a monster starts coming through the trees and then we go off to a high school auditorium yeah it's where they're holding the winter yeah, carnival they're setting up decorations for this big festival it looks like every high school gymnasium i've ever been in with those wooden bleachers everybody's fussing over betty joe there's a band and they're playing like presidential music very weird and kind of slow music at the same time for yeah a fun event but then the snow beast comes and attacks yeah uh, i was honestly not expecting this me neither uh betty joe is the first person to see it and screams as it's smashing through this window <laughs> trying to grab her and uh it's full chaos erupting total pandemonium everybody starts screaming and running in different directions carrie nearly gets trampled and but what does get trampled is the beautiful crown someone steps yes. on the crown and uh, betty joe's mom gets killed outside yes in she's her car approaching in a truck and i guess she gets her face ripped off yeah. as well and betty joe finds her because she runs out and screams yeah. mom no which i mean that really sucks you're not gonna have a good good winter festival this was supposed to be like the highlight of her <laughs> youth being the prettiest voted everyone clapping and looking at you exactly and there's snow i'm jealous and now i've never been snow queen me neither so then it like cuts to slightly later where yeah. everyone's getting in the ambulance mm -hmm. carrie's learned the error of her ways and she tells gar to apologize to tony for her she as she's right. like loaded into an ambulance mm -hmm. Ellen ends up having to take refuge in the body barn. Yes. But Gar finds her. 
yeah because he comes back to the to the chalet room and it's dark and he's having flashbacks of himself skiing around and being all cool and everything uh and then he's like we don't really get this but he's going out to look for ellen cute little outfits yep she's blue he's red and Mm -hmm. blue uh, so he gets there and then like Ellen tells him how proud of him she is yep. and how she could have been there for him more over the years. Mm-hmm. And this is where I was like, oh, I guess I missed that he hasn't skied since the Olympics yeah, because yeah. he talks to her about how he was afraid of failure and wanted to stay on top. And if he didn't ski again, then he couldn't Fail. not be on top. Yeah, But Ellen was his reason to get back on the skis. Ultimately, their marriage is saved by the snow beast. That's very true. And then they smooch right where he saw a mangled body hours earlier. Well, I think they have sex because they're there overnight. True. Regardless, they're sleeping in the murder cabin. Yeah. And the next day, the (laughs) Mm -hmm. snow beast comes back. Shocker. Yep. Because it's his house, basically. And they're cuddled up so sweetly. Mm -hmm. And then they go to leave. And the guy's body falls down. Yep the the snow patrol guy yeah the snow beast starts mm-hmm. ripping the door gar smashes out like a window but then lucky for them the cops and tony have arrived at Perfect. the same time and the Wonderful. sheriff thinks he like spots it up on the hill so the two cops leave mm-hmm. which leaves like gar and ellen to run out just in time to get saved by tony yeah tony picks him up and then sometime later question yeah, mark there's a five gun salute for our fallen yeah. friend buster the snow patrol guy they have a funeral and carrie's very sad she's all bandaged apparently he did not have any family other yeah, than apparently. snow people they are his family yeah that's how this tight... powder this this tight powder means more to me than blood that's what this workplace is it's yeah. a community it's a family we're a family Back at the lodge, mm-hmm. the cop says that uh, the, the sheriff, sheriff he like he arrives to announce to everyone that the sheriff has shot the monster. Right between the eyes. Right between the eyes. Mm-hmm. And they pull it up on the snow machine. Everyone's and, going crazy. But Gar, Tony, and Ellen know it isn't right. Mm-hmm. So they just like shake their heads because it's just a stupid little black, black bear. Black bear on a sled. So our intrepid married mm-hmm. couple heads into town to see the sheriff. Confront him. Confront him. You gotta tell me. Gar's like, did you know that it was the wrong thing that you shot when you shot it? And they suggest cutting its stomach open, a la Jaws again. Yeah. But we the sheriff is like, what do you want me to face. do? This is definitely not the legendary snow beast. Of course. I, how could it be? <laughs> I just is, shot this bear. Ellen's so insistent, though. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's a, it's a yeti. And she wants the three of them to go kill this thing. The sheriff says, listen, I called Washington and they have no record of anything like this. <laughs> I love She's like, there's Washington. documented. Yeah. I did a story on this. Mm-hmm. So the three of them are going to go. And then it's like, the four of us. Yes. Cuts to Tony also. The two of us? Up. No, the three of us. No. I think you mean the four of us. You suggest we do. What you told my husband we should do in the first place. But this time, let's really do it right and you can count on me sure what you're saying is you uh want us to go up there just the two of us and destroy this thing that's right just the three of us just the four of us everybody ready and so it's up into the hills to They're hunt snow down machining our around for a bit we i mean do, lucky do. for them that this thing seems to stay in one spot and is seeking them out for the most part. Uh, they don't have to do much work. Seemingly, this is its territory, but it has just sprung out of the ground fully formed this year. Exactly. 
Oh. Every 50 years. Oh, it true. Returns, maybe. Shit. Yeah. You know what? Maybe you're right. I have no idea. Well, wait, didn't they say something about hikers getting killed? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Curious. A girl got carried away. So the snow beast finds their truck camper trailer mm-hmm. and they do like a full Jaws music riff. Yep. And it starts tearing their shit apart. Kind of. It like well, rips their ski rack off. It steals their skis. And then, they... and then I was thinking, does this motherfucker just hate skiing? Maybe. Because he's only killed people, two people. No. No, the he mom attacked the auditorium. And the mom was in a truck, not on skis. Exactly. She had skiing in her heart. <laughs> they get back to this camper, mm-hmm. and they decide that they'll wait for it there, because it's obviously going to come back for them. And uh, They'll keep watch. Tony asks Ellen why she didn't choose him. Mm-hmm. And they share a, a, a soft friend's kiss. Yeah. Because it wasn't that I didn't choose you. I I I had our or what? What was it? It's not that I didn't like you. I had already chosen Gar or something yeah. like that. But I and he's like, I'll always love you. I've always loved you. Friends. 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 Smooching. Yep. Delicious. I don't know. Again, this like I liked that it wasn't because I feel like a lot of the times when you have this love tri- this triangle dynamic. set up, like in My Bloody Valentine. You're pulling the woman in two directions. Yeah, and, like, and they're like mad at each yeah. other. When this time they're just sort of like very understanding that people move on. and They're not treating her like property. No. Whereas in some of the other ones, it's very explicitly treating her like oh, property. definitely. <laughs> and also someone who, I, I just can't make up my mind. Oh. I love you, but I love you. Yeah, I did. I I did like that too because I feel like she wasn't as much of a damsel just in general as they tend to make. Yeah, uh, definitely. She had agency in, in sort this. of movies, like in um, Shadow of the Wolf, mm-hmm. or ah, there's a lot where it's just like, oh, this uh, grizzly where she yeah just vanishes halfway through basically and mm-hmm. does nothing wild so uh tony and gar are on first watch and then no oh no it's uh the sheriff yeah. and gar on first watch and then they switch off so that they can have dinner and then yeah. it's ellen tony's turn to stand around with a gun seemingly until the morning they've yes. just been standing out there that Overnight. must have been so cold so and they're boring. barely like dressed for the weather so fucking boring they're dressed too. fashionably but they would get an, no fire or anything they are, they have a big barrel that they have a fire in. But oh, we don't right, because it gets tipped the over fire. later. We don't yes, see the yes, fire. Yes, 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 yes. Presumably okay, because fire. So then in the morning, mm-hmm. the snow beast kicks out a bunch of logs? Somehow there's a giant pile of logs at the top of the hill just waiting for someone to kick them down. And they roll down and hit the camper, which seriously injures the sheriff who gets pinned under some logs. Somehow the logs go in the back of the truck, even though it hits them on the side. And the sheriff's in there and he's like, oh no. And the snow beast comes and gets him. He turns red. And then now everyone, we're back down to three. Everyone else our three. Somehow the other three did not have any of their weapons on them. No. Because like, they have to go back, right? Aren't you American? Well, first Tony's like, we should go back to the barn. And yeah. then they go back to the camper to get the weapons. They go back to the barn 
first, I think. And then later they're like, wait a minute, we have to go back to get guns and skis. I mean, Guard does point out that that's where it's storing its food. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, I think we know it was far away now. If it was as smart as you think it is, why would it come back here after we've been fucking it up? Well, maybe because it knows that there's dudes in there jumping around. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. There a lot of like logic holes in this movie for sure. Uh, and then they go back to the truck and they're looking yeah. at but not through binoculars at it to be like, is there a snow beast in there? <laughs> is there a snow beast? But there isn't. Um, and they can't really get into the truck because it's on its side. So they send Ellen in on top of the corpse of the sheriff, basically. Yeah. I really wish she got to like shoot it or something. Yeah. I mean, she finds the long guns, doesn't she? Yeah. Seemingly. Like she's not a liability either. I guess, which also happens a lot. She's like, um, she's like, uh, what's her face in in the Bioshock Infinite? Booker, here, take this resource, and I'll take care of myself. I've not played oh, Bioshock yeah. Infinite. You did though, right? I did. Wow. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I remember watching you play. Mm -hmm. Huh. Interesting. On my PlayStation Three. Yeah. Anyway, uh, were you there when I bought that PlayStation 3? No. I went downtown. No. No, I wasn't. I don't think so. Mm, that's fine. So Tony gets some shots off. Yeah, at the, he does. The from a revolver. Yeah, <laughs> and then he like, hands the gun off to Gar, who goes skiing to he find it. He throws it at Gar, and Gar catches Sorry, it. How could I forget? It's not good gun safety. <laughs> very rarely do they follow good gun safety in these. That's true. That's very true. So Gar is chasing the damn thing on skis. It's injured and wounded, and it's it's huffing and puffing and everything. And eventually... I think it stalks him for a bit too, right? I don't remember. Ellen and Tony eventually follow. And uh, this is when Gar sh keeps shooting at it as it's, like, coming at him. Yeah. And eventually he runs out of bullets. And he's, what's he going to do? The snow beast is friggin' huge, man. <laughs> well, he takes one of his trusty... What are they called? Ski poles? Ski poles. Assuming this is made of fucking pure titanium because it doesn't crumble at all somehow. And he holds it against the tree. And as the snow beast lunges at him, it Impales shish kebabs himself. himself right on it. Ouch. Yeah. Ooh, I'm a dead snow beast. Yep. And then it falls down a cliff. Yeah, the same like little hillside that the guy almost fell down earlier this is a very central goes. location there's it a cliff was. there's the farm yeah, they had like one hill and yeah. they just had to shoot it from different angles probably uh and then uh gar is like hugging ellen as she's like putting putting her head in his chest tony's looking down and uh it ends suddenly ends uh so presumably uh they just leave it there to rot or whatever i don't know i don't know i yeah. assume they could just tell the police i guess to come there and collect it or uh the government or something i don't know washington yeah yeah maybe <laughs> so that was i don't know snow what beast. did you what did you think about it i thought it was fine it was a tv movie uh and it felt like a tv movie uh I don't we know. did talk beforehand that it was kind of weird almost that there were no other animals in it yes like, this feels like one where there would be like a dog or anything yeah any well like you mentioned like a, a, a saint bernard for avalanches a husky yeah. I guess they probably needed to keep costs down or something. Definitely. And you need to pay the dog actor and its trainer. Mm -hmm. Probably need to get two dogs. A whole box of milk bones. Yeah, yeah. yikes. So our six degrees of Jamie Lee for this. Mm -hmm. uh, Yvette uh, Milieu. 
was in Journey to Interfere with Donald Pleasance, who's in Halloween with JLC, or Bo Svensson was in Special Delivery with Garrett Graham, who's in My Girl 2 with Jamie Lee Curtis. We're well, back to our super short-ass episodes, eh? I don't know how, because we had so many notes for this one. I guess we just powered through. Not a lot of things to, like, discuss, I guess. Or, like, interesting shots. No. I didn't feel like there was any, like, nuance or subtext or anything. I guess that's a Not TV even, movie like, my you. interpretation of yeah. giving insane meaning to things that have no meaning whatsoever. But we did the dang thing. And so did you, by listening. Big, hey, huge dog snoring in the background. Thank you for listening to our dog snore. Yeah. And also for us talk, listening for us to talk, talking. Indeed. Hello. If you want to follow us on Instagram, it's definitely first blood. If you want to email us, it's definitely first blood at gmail.com. Goodbye and thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank really, you. Thank you for listening. Thank you Sticking and goodbye. Through our absences and our presences. Our presences and weird dog anxiety, depression shit, whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay, bye. bye.